All right. Hey, everybody in Facebook. Oh, thank you so much, Kira, baby. Hey there in Facebook land. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And it's Wednesday, December 5th, 9 o'clock. So we get started the way we always get started. Three cheers of joy. So tonight, I'm not drinking anything special. Well, it was on special. That's why I'm drinking it. I um, was in Walgreens to buy some Prosecco, but they had some wine in a box, 90% off. The downside of wine in a box is that I can press the little nozzle and get some out anytime. So it's not going to be good. But anyway, it's a Pinot Grigio wine, white wine. I rarely do the white. And it's by Bada Box, and it came in a big box. So it's usually like $20, like $18.99, but it was 90% off. So I got it for like $1.90, I believe. So I bought three freaking boxes of wine. So that's what I'm drinking. So it's bought a box by uh, Pinot Grigio. Hi, Natalie Ann. And um, so let's get started. Three cheers of joy. First of all, I missed you guys last week. I was freaking tired and my faceless love was in town. So I was not trying to do any work. So once I realized it was Thanksgiving. I could take a break. I took a break. So my bad, but I missed you guys because I love, love, love so much doing the um, Joy Exposed. And I always think about um, how much stuff I miss sharing with you guys. So I decided to wear lipstick tonight since I missed you guys last week. Mm, kisses, kisses all around. Hi, Chance. Hi, Henry. So let's get started. Three cheers of joy with my Pinot Grigio from Bada Box. First things first. Remember, you can always download any episode, Facebook Live, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So that was the most recent, about two weeks ago, we got picked up by iHeartRadio. So you can get any episode from there as well. So I'm really excited having so many opportunities. I'm just pick, getting picked up all over the place. That means we're doing quality work from the start and that um, we're meeting all of the specifications when we submit the podcast. So I'm very pleased with that. Woohoo! So let's start with my three cheers of joy. But wait a minute. Before we even do three cheers of joy, let me tell you guys something. So I drive an older car, like a 2011, before all the technology. So I just have a car. And I love it. She gets me to and from work. Love it to death. And I don't have a car note. But anyway, so I rented a car to take my son to University of Florida for um, his college first college visit. And the funny thing is that in the car, it was a Cadillac truck and they had the car play. So one of the things I always do is to listen back over my podcast and stuff because you know, I want to know how they sound. If I missed anything, if I flubbed anything up, if I need to go back and redo it, you know, whatever. I didn't know when you pull up the podcast, it shows the little marketing thumbnail. And I literally got to see my marketing piece that I create. I do all of that myself. I got to see that on display in the car. I was so excited. So I was telling um, my friend about it. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I I understand it when I look at somebody else's stuff, but to see my own face pop up and not even my own face, but just to know that I put it together and it looks so good, like so professionally done that when I saw it on there, it just, it warmed my heart. So that's not a cheer of joy tonight. I just wanted to share that little thing for you guys. 
it's amazing to see your work somewhere else from the consumer eye, especially if you're an artist, you um, don't really get to see yourself as a consumer. You see yourself as whatever kind of artist you are from the inside, not from the outside. So when I saw that, I was really very excited about that. So that was exciting. So anyway, let's get started. Three cheers of joy. If you don't know, they're three moments of self-celebration. They have nothing to do with anybody else. They're only about you. Selfish moments of love and pleasure for you. So let's start. The first thing. The first thing, remember I'm 50. I went out to have a cigar, not last weekend, the weekend before, and someone slipped a fucking Mickey in my drink. I'm like, damn, I'm the grandmama. Like, it's so many people out here that don't know the game. Why you got to come for me? So the way that I figured out I had been slipped a Mickey is that I felt crazy. Like, I felt drunk. I felt out of, and, I, and I'm a drinker, so I don't really get drunk. I just drink and chill and have a good time. But I fell outside of myself, and I was like, I'm drunk. I'm out. And uh, I remember somebody, I was like, I got to go. And somebody asked me, do you need a ride? And I said, no. And I got my purse and I got my humidor and I walked out. Now, I know this because I remember that, but I don't remember my Uber ride. I don't remember coming home. I woke up the next morning and I was fucked up still. And I was like, damn, somebody slipped me a Mickey last night. Now, as a grown up, I somebody has slipped me in Mickey before, so I'm aware that it happens, but I couldn't quite figure out when it happened or who did it, but it happened. So my celebration for that is, shit, I was aware. I knew that I was jacked up and I got my ass out of there. Hi, Kim. Hi, Joey. Hi, Michelle. Happy holidays. Let's see who else I missed up here. Uh, hi, Shamir. Thank you. Hi, Mina, Teresa. Hi, girl. I miss you. So that's my celebration is that I was aware enough of myself to know that I was fucked up and I got out of there. So cheers to knowing when enough is enough and taking control of yourself. And I had that Uber app ready. I got my Uber and got my ass home. And I even said to my daughter, like, how was I last night when I got here? And she said, you just said you were sleepy. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I was enough for me, but I was out. And I realized that even at this age, you can't be comfortable enough to think nobody's coming for you. So why are you coming for the grandmamas? There's enough people out there that ain't paying attention. I'm paying attention. So cheers to being aware of yourself. This is my Pinot Grigio. My second celebration tonight, my second cheer of joy tonight is that there's a creative writing student who's on my timeline. And I can't remember how we connected, but um, she's on my timeline. And I didn't even know she was in creative writing but we had just had some conversations. Well, she sent me a message asking if she could interview me for her creative writing class because she had been on my website and stuff and you know, she wanted to know how I got to be successful. And I was, in my mind, I was like, I ain't successful. <laughs> but you can't tell people what they see. So all I could say was, sure, do you, do you have questions you want me to answer? What do you want me to do? And so she sent me questions and I was able to answer the questions for her. So her name is Cindy. So that was really, it made me feel really good because 
as I was writing and kind of documenting the things that I've done over the past three years, I realized if somebody's looking at my journey, they're looking, thinking, wow, she's done a lot. And you know what? I have done a lot. So cheers to Cindy for helping me to see me from outside in. Thank you very much for that. Cheers. My third celebration is um, my third cheer of joy is that I went to lunch on Sunday with Faceless Love at this place in Channelside. And he always says I get upgrades for everything. So like cruise ships, I get an upgrade cabin, hotel rooms, I get a penthouse, just all kinds of stuff. I'll get an upgrade. It's my energy. You know, I'm here. I've paid enough in the muck. So somebody's always trying to give me something yummy. So all weekend we're together and, uh, you know, just regular. So Sunday we're leaving lunch and um, we walked, we had walked like five miles there because he we always exercise and go walking and stuff. And um, we're sitting there, we're eating and he was like, you want another beer? I was like, no, nah, I'm ready to go. I think I want to take a nap. He's like, me too. So the bartender came and he was like, could you just close the tab out? And the bartender was like, wait a minute, I can't close the tab yet. And he's like, uh, what? And I said, what? And he said, well, I either have to buy you a drink or take your drinks off the tab. And I said, why? He said, because the owner recognized you from Facebook. <laughs> he said, the owner said, you were here and you posted a picture and you tagged the beer garden on Facebook and he appreciates you. He wants to buy you a drink. I was like, bet, take it off, take the drink off. Let's get ready to go. But I thought that was so funny because we use, I use social media all the time and it's fun for me because I've met so many amazing people, but it also gives me a platform to be just my true self. Cause nobody can tell me not to be, nobody can tell me, how I feel about myself or what I'm doing is wrong or any, it's just your own creative moment. So that just made me really happy because I realized because I tagged them, the likes and attention that was getting was more exposure for them at the beer garden. So that was kind of neat. So that's my third cheer of joy, my free drinks at the beer garden. All right, and so let's keep it moving. So of course there's a Facebook post a week and um, let's talk about the Facebook post of the week. I'm going to pull it up on my phone because it was kind of short. Um, really interesting take on this situation. And I think people deal with this all the time. So the Facebook post of the week was by Eric Williams. He's in a group that I'm in. And he's, this is a screenshot that he probably picked up somewhere. It wasn't his conversation. But he tagged it as, is she ungrateful or is she right? So the conversation went like this. What size shoe you wear? And the lady replied, five and a half. And he said, "Be the guy said, be expecting them Jordans that come out on Saturday. The lady says, just get a size 13C. I'd rather her have them than me, referring to her child. The guy said, nah, I'm good. And she says, okay, just remember, I have a daughter. I don't ever leave her out. So my thought when I read this is that, first of all, the conversation was had. We don't know what happened beyond that or before that. But because the person who posted it says, is she ungrateful or is she right? I thought, ungrateful for what? Because she can set 
she knows what the hell she wants and she doesn't want the shoes. She'd rather her kid have the shoes. How does that make her ungrateful? But as I sat and thought about it, it made me realize that people want to force them, force what they want you to have on you. Even if it's not what you want, they want to force it on you. Hence, I had a Mickey in my drink. Somebody wanted me to have that. They gave it to me and expected me to respond the way they wanted. But for this, he wanted to buy her shoes. She said, no, get them for my daughter. And the question is, is she ungrateful? No, that doesn't make her ungrateful. That makes her aware of the things that she wants and things that need to happen. The problem is the person who's offering the gift, because he said, no, nah, I'm good, is offering it on a condition. He only wants her to have them because he wants her to have them, whether she wants them or not. So his intention isn't genuine gift giving because anybody who's ever read about or studied or done anything with giving gifts and trying to understand what it means to give a gift, you know that the intention has to be to give it and release it. Once you give it, it has nothing to do with you. You can't expect somebody to say thank you. You can't expect somebody to appreciate it because your your you're in the eye of giving of the universe. What, however it's received, it doesn't, that you don't have any control over that. So his intention was the intention that was foul because he didn't want to do it for, he didn't want to give the gift in a genuine effort of giving. He wanted to give it in condition. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight because I thought that a lot of times we deal with stuff like that. People want to give you something and then they want you, they want you to owe them. They, they want you to be in debt to them because they gave it to you, right? Oh, I did this for you. So who gives a shit? You did it because you wanted to. I didn't ask for it. Now, he's talking about some Jordans, so it's not like the lady doesn't have shoes. She, she got shoes. She ain't worried about that. She's like, well, if it's going to be something fly, get it for my child. But his intention was, I'm going to do it for you because I want to do it for you. He didn't want to do it for the child because he can't fuck the child. He can't take from the child. He can't manipulate the child. He can manipulate the mom to get what he want from the mom. And that's selfish. We have to really be careful of stuff like that. And that the fact that it was a conversation and the fact that there were women saying she's ungrateful. If he was going to give them, she should have taken them. Why? Why? If I don't want it, I don't want it. If I want it, if somebody gives me something and I give it to somebody else, guess what? I gave it to somebody else. And you can't say anything about it. It's what I wanted to do. I didn't ask you for it. You aren't doing me a favor. So we really have to be careful in protecting ourselves in those aspects. And I said in there, my response was, I would have said, no, thank you. When he said, expected Jordans, I would have said, no, thank you. And so one of the ladies um, who I'm actually interact with every week she was like well why would you say that you don't like to receive gifts and I said I just don't like for people to expect me to do something because they gave me a gift I don't like for people to expect a response because they gave me a gift and truth be told I don't want for anything you know I honestly don't want I don't want for I work hard I take care of myself if somebody gives me something okay thank you but if somebody asks me and want something or put me on notice and it's not something I want, then I'll say, no, thank you. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I honestly don't have a problem with that. 
even being in a relationship, I don't ask or have an expectation that my faceless love is going to give me something. I don't have an expectation and I don't ask it. I don't have any money. I'm, I may not even say I don't have any money. So what? I don't. But I got me. That's my thing. I have me. So when somebody comes along and try to give me something and then expect me to respond a certain way, that's a wrap for me. I'm not doing it. I'm, I honestly can't do it because it's manipulating. It's manipulation. They're trying to hold you hostage because they've done something for you. And don't even, honestly, if I ask somebody for something, if I say, will you such and such, and they sigh, I don't even want it anymore. I don't even need them anymore. Like, because if you have to be like, fuck it, I'll figure Never mind, I'll figure it out. I don't even want to have the conversation beyond that. But because that's but that comes from me being aware of myself and knowing that I work hard. I also know that when I give of myself, I give and release that shit. And I talked about this a couple months ago. The only way you can give unlimited of anything is when you're giving from your gift. Me doing the podcast and writing, that's my gift. I can give from that all day. I can literally give from it all day. But when I can't start buying you stuff, I can't start buying you gifts. I'm not wooing you. I'm not, no, I'm not. I can't do it. If I say, hey, I'm going to get you something for Christmas and my limit for friends is $25, and you say, well, thank you. But instead of getting me something, can you get something for my kid? I'll be like, Okay, what do they want? Because I'm, that's what I'm giving. I'm giving $25 worth of something. But I can't be like, well, no, I ain't going to give it because you want it for your kid. That don't make no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. So you have to be really careful of people and their intentions because, yes, you have to be careful of their intentions because they're going to want something from you. They're going to expect you to be in debt to them because they did something for you whether you wanted it or not. And if you feel like you're doing a favor to them or doing something good by receiving it, it doesn't let you off the hook. Because as soon as they say, remember I such and such and such, you'll be like, oh yeah, you did do that. And then you feeling obligated to fuck that. No. Mm -mm. So I, that's my Facebook post of the week because I don't understand how people feel like they have to receive somebody's crap. They will have to receive something from somebody just because they're giving it, especially if you're not desperate for it, right? So Mina was just saying that she'll turn around and give it back. I will too. I don't do that. I, I just, I don't. I'm a hard worker. If I want something, I'll buy it. I, like, honestly, the one thing that's on my list of wants right now is something that I've wanted for a long time but I haven't been able to afford it. This year, maybe next year, maybe the first time that I can afford it. And you know what it is? It's pretty simple. You guys are gonna be like, what? I want a string of fresh uh, water culture pearls. That's it, I want pearls. That's literally the only thing on my list of things that I want. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, if I received it, it would have to be, almost disconnected from anything if somebody gave it to me because it's something that I can get for myself or I've waited patiently to get to a place to want it. But if somebody gave it to me and be like, oh, remember I gave you those pearls? 
fuck you here take them now what you're gonna do with the pearls you're gonna do something with the pearls and i'm not dealing with you anymore so whatever so that that's a big deal to me because i'm so mm, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and women were on there saying they like gifts if he gonna give me something i'm gonna take it that's desperate you know what i mean really it's desperate like but like you ain't gonna live without it it's just a gift it's just a something they spent money on with an expectation of you doing something in return it's not anything genuine about it there's nothing genuine and there's nothing disconnected and if you take from somebody with the intention of manipulating and not appreciating what then that's on you you know that's on you and we always have to pay the karma bill out of all the bills that ever fall you don't have a choice but to pay the karma bill. Karma come back on your ass when you ain't expecting it. You don't even know that it's karma. It's just come back, weird stuff start happening to you. You always got to pay your karma bill. And if you're not paying your karma bill, guess who's going to pay your karma bill? Your children, your grandchildren, all the good and goodness that you do and put out. You sprinkle all this goodness, all of that. That's all good. As soon as you start doing the negative, yucky shit, you got to pay that karma bill, baby. I trust and believe that you got to pay the karma. You got to get some balance in your life. And those things come up, whatever it is, whether it's a flat tire, the car don't start, the whatever, all of that shit is connected to something. And people be like, it's just happenstance, maybe. But you have got to pay the karma back. Now, oh, yay. Rosalind says she just had this happen this week. You are so welcome. Yes, Kim, I'll take gifts of liquor too. But you know what? When people give bottles, they're going to share in the bottle too. So they benefiting too, right? So it ain't like something that's happening and it's only benefiting you. They're taking, they're partaking in the bottles too, right? So we have to be very careful of that and being okay with saying no thank you and also being okay with letting people understand the expectation isn't what they want it to be like i'm not obligated to you because you wanted to gift me with something that's i'm sorry I'm not gonna do it so um i just thought that was really very interesting that uh post this week and it also goes in line with setting your boundaries right you have to set your boundaries <laughs> Kim, Kim said once it's down it ain't no coming back that's right it's down and we shared it together and we had a great time and it's a wrap it's a consumable it's consumable it's not something that somebody's gonna hold over you because they shared in it too it's like a meal you can't tell me you bought me a meal I bought you dinner well you ate too we both ate and now what so we have to be very careful with people holding stuff over us because it limits our movement it limits our growth and it makes us feel obligated in a space that we don't want to be obligated and a lot of that goes to it well i bought you some jordans i can't believe i bought you some jordans and you ain't gonna give me none of that no i'm not gonna give you bought me some jordans because you wanted me to have them but that's what i thought but it turns out you bought them because you want to fuck come on no is it worth that? Just might as well save yourself the drama. It's easier to fuck for free. Do it because you want to do it, not because somebody conned you into it because they bought you some shoes that you didn't even want. Sorry, I hate to be. Y'all know me. Don't do it because that's what you want to do. Fuck for free. If you think that ain't going to send you to heaven because you did it for some Jordans. 
at least if you do it for free because 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 you want to do it and it's on your own terms that might get some arguments from people but whatever anyway so that's my facebook post of the week where the guy is trying to say no nah, he's not getting the shoes for the child because he wanted to get them for the mom and good for the mom for saying no nah, i'd rather my daughter have them and reminded him remember i have a daughter so that means you coming for me i got a whole daughter so don't be coming for me thinking it's just me she put him on notice so good for her that there was some boundaries and some understanding that i got a family i'm doing what I can do over here, and you trying to come for me? Nah, it ain't worth it. Don't even come that way. So I really like that. I really like that post. So I have to thank Eric for wherever he got that from. All right, let's see. We got a little promo moment here. It's nine twenty-five. So first of all, Keldrick Sap. I always leave him in the car. Keldrick Sap made me these awesome hand-carved aviator shades and they're wood and they're on my there's a picture of me on my timeline but he has them and you can order some for christmas his name is keldrick sap he's on facebook and he's also on instagram i'll make sure i put his promo information in there so you can contact him he makes these hand-carved watches beautiful watches you can put your college logo in them he makes uh anything wood carved just beautiful artwork he is really just a great um he is a great uh, woodsman, right? Woodsman. I guess that's what you would call him this day. Because you don't think about, I always think of Pinocchio. You think about somebody carving something out of wood, right? He's a great woodsman. He's a, he works with um, uh, wood products, and he made these awesome aviator shades, and I wear them all the time. And I, have, I love shades. That's my thing. I buy shades. I probably have about 30 pair. But since I got these, I don't, haven't even worn any of the other ones. So, you know, shout out to Keldrick, and I'll tag him in it so you guys can um, get you some shades from him or whatever. Look at his products, watch, whatever. Great Christmas presents. Also, uh, Joy Exposed Live. So Joy Exposed has gone from Facebook Live to you can come see me. Now, you see where I am. This is my office. My bed is my favorite place, and I love filming from here i changed the view a little but now i have a live at west main exchange in tampa where um people come in and get to interact with me and we talk about different topics and we talk about different topics and um just have the conversation going last week was amazing we had a woman who came in she was so closed and after probably 45 minutes she started opening up talking she even cried a little and just kind of express things that were holding her hostage. And fortunately, there were amazing women there to talk her through and to get her in a good space. So it was a success. I loved it. I think it was about 15 women there. Amazing. And so we'll do it again on December 19th. It's West Main Exchange in Tampa. So that's me, Joy Exposed Live. Okay, so let's see. Henry said, so is it wrong to offer a gift card to your special friend for Christmas? I don't like to buy gifts. Henry, if you want to give your friend a gift card, give a gift card. But you, there's no expectations with a gift. If you want, that's what you want, give it. Don't buy gifts, give a gift card to her favorite, her favorite place, favorite restaurant, whatever. However you want to drum it up, do it. That's not a problem for that. It's just when you do something and you have an expectation of what's coming for you. If your gift is self-serving, then that's the problem. So yeah, give a gift card. That's a great, great idea. 
All right, so let's keep it moving. So it's 930, and so this is, a, this is mainly a conversation I have with some of my male clients, and they always have a hard time with it. So I'm going to share it with you guys. I always tell men to take what they want. Be specific about what they want from a woman and decline all the other shit. So, for instance, if a man wants to have sex, and they do, they want to have sex, and they're going to a woman's house to have sex, or they're meeting a woman to have sex, for the man, for the man I tell them, if you know you're only there for the sex, have sex and leave. Leave, right? Because that's a clear boundaries on what you came for. Here's the problem. If a man is going to see a woman at her house, the woman is going to, because we are who we are and we're trying to trap the biggest and the brightest and the best, we try to put together the perfect scenario for them. We're going to cook for them. We're going to have a movie they said they liked. So we're going to cook. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to have sex. We're going to let them sleep. While they're sleeping, we're going to wash their clothes and fold them. And then we're going to get up in the morning and cook them breakfast. So we're planning this whole elaborate scheme about how to hook him into, get him hooked in our web. And all he wanted literally to do was to fuck, right? So, but men, because men are very tunnel vision and they take what they can get. It doesn't matter. They don't. They take what they can get. Like, that's what men do. So if they're showing up to have sex and you know, can I come through? Let me get that. And you like, yeah, come on. We can do it. Whatever. Right. So that's what they're going for. But because she cooked, they're going to eat. Hungry or not, they're still going to eat. They're going to watch the movie. They're going to have sex. They're going to fall asleep. They're going to put on their clean clothes and say, thank you for washing my clothes. And they're going to eat breakfast. And they're going to kiss goodbye. They didn't want none of that shit. So meanwhile, all they're thinking is, I came to have sex and I had sex. They're gone. The woman is like talking to her friends. Girl, he cleaned his plate. He liked my cooking. We set up and we watched this movie and we made love and I washed his clothes and cooked him. She I'm playing this whole thing out, talking about what a great man you are. Meanwhile, he's gone. He don't even care if he see her again. It don't matter to him. But she's now processing him in her house because she's done all this extra. So men have a, my male clients will ask me, well, hey, she acting crazy. Why she acting crazy? And why? Because I'm like, because you, you went along with the subterfuge. You went along with the game. Sorry. If you stay true to what your intentions are, to what you're going to do, you ain't got no problems. If you show up and be like, no, nah, I ain't hungry. No, nah, I don't watch no movie. I came to get it. That's what I came for. No, nah, I ain't going to sleep. I'm good. You take your little condom with you and you leave. That she ain't questioning and processing nothing of you after that. Because she thinking he really just came to have sex. Now, 
couple things can happen. She could do it again because she understands what it is, or she cannot do it again because she wanted to be something else. But either way, you are true to what you wanted. That is the problem. The men have the problem being true to what they came for and what their intention was, right? That is the problem. So we have to be very careful of that when we're taking what we want. You only take what you want. Don't take all the other stuff. We just talked about that. People will force themselves on you. So when men are in a situation of seeing a woman and she's forcing these things on him, he doesn't know how to say no because he want a home-cooked meal. Why not? I can eat. I, I mean, I ate at McDonald's on the way over here, but I could eat again. I mean, I'm sleepy. I could go to sleep. I mean, my clothes, I wore these same clothes for two days. I'm glad she washed them. You can be okay with all of that, but that ain't what you went for. But she's now processing you in a role more significant in her life than what your intention was. So when she calls you, what you doing? I miss you. When you coming back? And you're, you want to be like, who is this? Because I ain't even got your number saved. I don't even know who I'm talking to. And you want her to keep talking so you can figure out who it is. Then you caught in something because you can't. Now you don't want to say, oh, I'm not coming back. You'd start doing, you might go back another time and then you try to do the ghost thing and all this. Well, that leaves yuckiness to process for the woman. The men don't process it because the men don't process like us. So that's that goes in line with what we talked about earlier, taking only what you want. It's the same, the same analogy I give is going to a buffet. I don't necessarily like going to buffets, but when you go to a buffet, they got a spread of food. Couple things I'm gonna eat off of a buffet. If there's a chef carving beef, I'll eat some beef. I may eat a yeast roll. It all depends on where I am. I'm very selective in what I want. But sometimes people go to the buffet and they don't necessarily like buffet. They're gonna take stuff that they're familiar with and eat it anyway. Why? You don't even want it. Take what you want. Take what you've asked for. Take what your expectation is and keep it moving. When you start eating and pulling from all these other places that you had no interest, it's misleading to the person that's giving it, especially when it comes to a woman who's looking to get married or be in a relationship because women still to this day, I don't know why, still to this day believe that if I cook a good, if I throw down that good meal, and I show I can keep house, and I wash his clothes and fold them, and I turn it out in the bedroom, I'm gonna be the one for him. Man, don't care about that shit. <laughs> Men ain't worrying about that shit. Women do that shit all the time. They get that all the time from somewhere. That ain't nothing new, right? It ain't nothing new. But we feel like that's an expectation from that men have, they want a woman to do all of this stuff. And then you do it, hell, he don't even remember your name. He don't remember your name, hey, Shawty. I was gonna come through because you was looking mighty sexy on whatever. I was gonna come through because I was, that's it. He, yeah. So we have to be very specific. And you know, that's been a conversation for me for years because I will always tell men, I don't cook, I don't cook for men. I don't cook. 
Oh, you don't know how to cook? You ain't did shit for me to want to cook for you, first of all. I know why you're here. You should have grabbed it full for full on your way. I'm not cooking. I'm not pretending watching videos with you. I'm not, you can't even, don't even go to sleep. Hey, 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 wake up. Time to go. Time to, I got something to do. Time to go. Get the fuck up. Get out of here. But that took me years to figure that out. But there's an expectation that these things will happen. And then because they're men, they're safe. They're not worried about getting robbed or jacked or anything like that. They ain't worried about that. They just trying to figure out if I came and I, I had to do all, I had to endure all this other stuff to get what I wanted. It was worth it. And by the time they leave to go wherever they're going to go, they get to the red light. They be on the phone with somebody else trying to figure out what's up, Shotty? When we going to get together? <laughs> what's up? They be on to some other stuff. When we going to get together? What you got going this weekend? Trying to make plans somewhere else. Meanwhile, the lady at home can't tell her girlfriends about how great he is. We all done had that friend that's done met somebody that's great. And then I'll talk to him again after two days because the intention was for the sex, but we have to be aware of it enough to ask for it and to protect ourselves when these situations arise. And there's nothing wrong with it. Nobody is hurt by it. If the truth is put out there, I even advise my male clients. If you have a problem with setting boundaries, tell her to meet you at the fucking Hilton. Hey, I got us a room at the Hilton. You do what you're going to do, you leave. She can stay the night, sleep. That's defined what you went for. It's not a common space. It's a rented space. You paid for the space. She come, you come, you do you. You get dressed, you leave. She can stay there and sleep. No biggie. But there's not an expectation that you're going to fall in love with her because she did all this extra stuff for you. Nah. And women do that all the time. That ain't a man can eat a different meal at a different woman's house every day of the week. That shit ain't. And a woman is hurt because she done spent all this time and money preparing you a meal. And it costs a lot. So not only <laughs> so not only is she giving up the goodies, she's also spent money for it. So in essence, she spent money to give up her own goodies in her own house and then you leave and she's suffering in her own house because she wants you to come back so let me see i'm paying twenty five hundred three thousand dollars a month to create my own hell of existence because the motherfucker came through here and pretended to like all the shit i was doing because he wanted to fuck no 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 so Guys have to be responsible for what they're trying to do, and women have to be responsible for what they're trying to do. So if a guy only trying to get it, pay for a place to get it. Hey, babe, I was thinking we could hook up. I'm going to go to the Red Roof Inn. You good for the Red Roof Inn? Bet. Meet me over there. I'm in room 32. That's it. Don't No, don't bring no candles, no oils, no nothing. No, you ain't got to bring your... Uh, um, Beats pill. Don't even bring the speaker. You show up because you what I'm trying to do. That's it. 
You ain't got to play all those games. We have to be very cautious because people are getting hurt and they're carrying a lot of baggage with them along their trail because of people who've been deceitful and misleading and untrusting along the way. And the hardest thing for us to do is accept responsibility for what we did. Because we want accolades. We want kudos. Well, I cooked him. He said he liked this. I cooked his favorite meal and he ate it. And then we watched this and, you know, we made love and it was nice too. And, you know, after a while, I let him take the condom off. And, you know, we had a good time and he slept so good. And then I got up. and So you're talking about all the goodness that you did, but we never be like, damn, I fucked up. He ain't asked for none of that. I put myself out there. Uh, we don't want to own that. We want to put it off on somebody else. Once you start owning your actions in that, it puts everything in a different light for you. That's the truth. And I'll tell you in a minute, I'm not, I, you know, I just, I, that's not something that I did. I, I, well, I did it before, but I had to stop doing it because it put me in a bad financial position to try to spend money to cook for somebody that I was trying to impress that didn't even want to eat. They was only coming for it. So fortunately, I'm in a position that I can tell people now, like, girl, don't do that shit. Don't cook for him. A way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Shit. A way to a man's heart is through his head up here, not even his head down there. His ass can get it from anybody. That ain't his heart. He can eat anywhere. McDonald's, Crystal, somebody's Thanksgiving dinner that's been out for a whole week, he'll still fix a plate and eat it. You cook him steak and potatoes and shrimp and his ass will go somewhere and eat a fucking hot dog. He is not particular. Trust me. So when you feel like you're doing great shit, his ass to go eat a can of Vienna sausage just somewhere and swell. He ain't had none since he was at his auntie house and he was seven. Fuck him up. Give him some crackers. Don't stop, 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 stop. People need to be able to tell you specifically what they want from you. And you need to be able to give them what they're asking for from you. Because as long as you give blindly, there's an expectation of appreciation from them, which goes back to our original post. Somebody gives you something, they expect you to appreciate it, whether it means something to you or not. So we have to be very careful with that. Men in dating only do what you want. If you're interested in dating, then date. If you're interested in having sex, say that. You know what? I don't really want to date you. I was wondering why you look naked. Or I was trying to figure out if we could, you said something in a post that you be honest with your words and not afraid of, that's man shit. Men be like, that's what I want to do. Men are very black and white. When you're playing games and living in that gray area, somebody, whoever you're dealing with, walking away with a lot of baggage. And while you can, you can move on, they're still struggling with the baggage of things that happen in a relationship. It's women right now who are unhappy because they have a child with somebody who they thought or who they had hopes for that would be great. And his whole intention was to have sex. That was his only intention. And now there's a whole kid or kids involved and he don't want nothing to do with them or you and you mad because he a deadbeat dad. Shit, he want to have nothing to do with him from the start. He, all he was trying to do was have sex. We allow the unprotected sex. 
we allow the situation to grow because we think they're going to come around. They're not coming around. They're not coming around. That's not how men operate. It's not how men operate. So we have to be very careful of that. We talked about, I talked about this at a reading. Um, <laughs> I talked about this at a reading before. And I was saying that a man can meet a woman and he can say to the woman, hey, how you doing? And the woman be like, I'm fine. How you doing? And they start having a conversation. And next thing you know, she's saying what? Here, give me your number. I'm going to call you. Taking the lead in the pursuit, right? The woman will take the lead in the pursuit. And men be like, okay. <laughs> next thing you know, they done hooked up. He got a whole situation. And his thing was like, all I said was hello. I said hello. She took the lead. And now because she's taking the lead, there's an expectation for him to be all in the relationship. He didn't want that shit from the start. <laughs> I know it ain't funny. He ain't want that shit. I just, oh my God, this is hilarious. I just talked, there's a guy, Omar, on my timeline that posted, if you're in a relationship, can you date other people? I said, yeah. He talked about, well, how can you do that? I said, because if a man hasn't specifically said, I want to be in a relationship with only you and we're making plans for tomorrow or we're making plans for the future. If he hasn't said that, why am I going to take myself off the market hoping that he's going to say that? Boo. No, I'm not. I'm single. If a man, when a man wants you, when a man knows that you belong to him, he going to make sure you off the market. Ain't going to be no questioning that shit. But what we tend to do is to be hopeful. So we're like, oh, well, we've been seeing each other for a couple months. I ain't going to see nobody else because if I've been seeing him for a couple months and we must be getting serious, he ain't said shit. All he doing is showing up, eating because you cook, watching whatever you watching. You got cable so he can watch a fight, football game. Or he, whatever, play his game. What He's showing up for the stuff you're allowing. And if you think about it, he hasn't asked for any of it. You've made it available. And because you've made it available and he's partaking in it, there's an understanding that he must enjoy it here. He enjoy it there like he can do it at his auntie house, his mama house, somebody else's house. Ain't shit new. So when he start dibbling and dabbling in other places, you say he cheating. Uh... No, he just opportunistic. This is where he wanted to be. So a man will have to say specifically, this is what I'm trying to do before you get out of a market, before you get take yourself off the market. Shit. What you going to take yourself off the market and hope? You going to hope he going to come through? He go, oh, he's so nice. He, blah, 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 blah. No, men are very specific. And they will tell you what they want. And if they can't tell you what they want, then they're not ready to be men yet. They're still stuck in the ad late adolescent space. And you don't want to deal with that either. But anyway, so that's my uh, little thing about take, only take what you want. If it's the big piece of chicken, take the big piece of chicken. Don't be taking the potatoes and the biscuit and the cookie, all that shit. You don't want that. You go in and they got a special for $6, but you can get, but you can get four pieces for $7. I don't want four pieces. I want one piece. So this is what I'm getting. But we have a tendency to take it because they're offering. Stop doing that.
Save yourself. Save somebody else. Women, we got a lot of baggage we carrying around. And men would do us a great justice if they stopped giving us baggage to carry. Or if we stop taking it from them to carry, right? So that's my little thing about that. Only take what you want. Don't lie to people. If you're showing because you want to fuck, that's what you came for. Don't eat. Make sure you eat before you get there. Don't watch TV. No, I don't want a massage. No, I, none of that. This is what I came for. Stay true to what you're trying to do. All right, so a little promo moment before we go on. It's already 948. Man, this hour went by fast. I missed y'all. So Stephanie Specialties is offering Steffi's two for $45. Here's mine. See, it says Joy. And then it says, when Joy's exposed, everything just feels better. She makes these, and they're two for $45 right now for Christmas special through the 9th. So if you want one for Christmas or two for Christmas, then go ahead and place your orders. Um, it's Stephanie Specialty. She's on Facebook. She's a friend of mine, Stephanie uh, Debrielle Mills, um, and I'll put it in um, the comments as well so you can see them. But these are great Christmas presents, personalized. You'll get them by Christmas, and they're a lot of fun. She does a lot of different decorations on them, whatever you want. If it's logos, um, if it's a picture, whatever it is you're trying to do, she will hook it up for you. So this is really cool, and I love mine. I call it a Steffi, not a Yeti. So two for 25. And then also, more Virtues of Joy. Three is finished. And I have the artwork for it. So I'm working on getting it to publishing right now. Well, I just had to do something else first. But that's coming up. It should be done by December 15th. So the third set of virtues is almost finished. So that has me now for four books, almost five. I've finished another one. I'm finishing another one. So I'll have five. I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row to get ready for this big convention in Los Angeles in September. So I'm really excited about that. If you guys don't remember, um, if you guys don't remember, I told you guys I'm going to a big authors conference in September in Los Angeles. So I got to make sure I have my stuff together. <laughs> Everything has to be T's crossed, I's dotted, got to have it together. Like, because it's a big deal for me. I'm new, remember, a new author, three years. So between my writing and my podcast, I'm growing very fast. I'm getting a lot of things, a lot of opportunities. I'm meeting a lot of people. I'm helping a lot of people. And a lot of people are experiencing the virtues. And a lot of people are trying to figure out how I get to this, how I got to this space of being so open about me as a woman, my sexuality, that freedom, right? So people are trying to figure it out because we're afraid to move forward because we think we might hurt somebody. You know, and that's no, you never want to hurt anybody. And you definitely don't want to hurt yourself. So virtue, more virtues three uh, will be out by December 15th. And I've been working very hard on it. And um, the artwork looks amazing. I can't wait to show you guys. I feel so fresh. All right. So let's keep going. So this is in line with kind of the conversation we just had. When I, this is what I decided. Y'all know I was married for a long time. Then I was in a relationship after that. When I exited that relationship, I vowed to myself that I wouldn't process another man's energy in my space. Like I wouldn't have another man come into my bedroom, into my home. Because this is me. 
This is my brain. Everybody's brain doesn't work the same way. My brain. If a man shares in my space, if he's on my couch, in my bed, sitting at my table, in my kitchen, when he's gone, I'm still thinking of him. His energy is on me. I have enjoyed him. We have enjoyed each other. But he leaves. I'm processing. He's gone. Men don't process. They don't internalize like we do. So I vowed that I wouldn't share my space with another man. Like, I couldn't do it. Because imagine this. If you're paying all of your bills and you have a man coming, laying in your space, spending time in your space, and he leaves and you're miserable, you're essentially creating your own hell in which to live in. And that doesn't make any sense at all, right? You're paying to keep this space that you're being tortured by other people's energy in your space. You've created your own hell. Why would we do that? Why would we bring that into our space that we can't even find peace? We can't find peace in our own shit. We pay for it. We maintain it. We bring people in, we let them disrupt the peace, they leave, and we're miserable. Mm -mm -mm. So I decided no more for me. I was cutting it out. If a man wanted to spend time with me, if he wanted to have sex with me, if he, whatever, then we were, he would have to find us a place to go, whether it's his house, a hotel, whatever, but it wouldn't be in my space. So part of what saved me is that when I moved to Lakeland, I moved in to help my daughter and my son-in-law. So nobody really knows where I am except for me, right? <laughs> nobody really knew. Faceless Love always teased me about living off the grid because I had a P.O. box. Nobody knew where I was. I was that protective. I was that protective over me because I had had enough mental anguish and damage from from other people that I allowed. Remember, we have to own when we allow people to fuck us up. We can't blame them for fucking us up. We have to own that we allowed it and we have to forgive ourselves. If we own that we allowed it and we forgive ourselves, the chances of it happening again are less likely, right? So we have to make sure we do that. And that's what I did. So I kind of gave myself, I forgave myself for allowing people to come in and disrupt my peace. I forgave myself for not understanding the power of somebody else's energy and the takers and the narcissists and the users and the abusers and, the, and to allow the selfishness to people just to come in and make use of me in an ill way. I had to forgive myself from that. I had to learn what that was about and I had to forgive myself. So all that to say, I had to process energies. A lot of my processing comes out in my writing. If you've read my writing and you read my books, I talk about times that I share with men and I only take goodness from them. I take the goodness, I release the negativity. I'm not carrying any negativity with me. I don't have time and I don't carry any bags anymore. Before I had bags of shit. Bag lady, you gonna hurt your back. That's my song. I had bags. I was carrying people's shit with me. I don't carry bags anymore. And it's so symbolic to me that I carry a little bitty purse 
My purse is so tiny that because I don't want in my mind to think I'm carrying unnecessary burden with me. So I have to go, and some of you may not have to do the symbolic the, to make sure that the actual bag you carry is just small enough to have your phone in it. I think my purse is, a, is, is about, I think I can reach it. Hold on, let me reach it so y'all can see. I'm not kidding. This is my everyday purse. See how little this is? I don't carry any purse larger than this. This is it. Because I don't, I need to know that I'm carrying what I need. My phone fits, my debit card, my credit cards, my keys. I can stick some receipts in there and I got place for my lip gloss and my AirPods. That's it. I don't need that extra shit. I'm not carrying anything extra and I make it a point to minimize how I'm carrying. So when you carry people with you or when you share intimately with people, you automatically start thinking about what tomorrow is bringing. You are in the moment, but you're thinking about tomorrow. Oh, I wonder if you want to go to a movie. Oh, I want you start processing and thinking and planning about tomorrow, hoping, hoping we have to forgive ourselves for the hope. We have to forgive ourselves for hoping that somebody's going to turn from a negative to a positive. Maybe they've always been a negative. They may not ever change, but it ain't got nothing to do with us. They have to do that on their own. We have to forgive ourselves and release that burden from us thinking that they're going to change. We have to do that. I had to do it. That's why I stopped allowing people coming in my space, right? So the reason I'm sharing this with you is because about a month ago, Faceless Love came to Lakeland, what well, came here. And even when he, all, all this time we've been dating, we always stay in the city. He's never been to where I live. He had never, I'd never shared where I live with him. And I know that he loved me and I know that we're in a relationship, but I never shared that with him. And he understood the damage that I had received in past situations. He understood that I was growing and trying to shed that shit. So he didn't force it on me. So we would stay other places, never in my, my room at my daughter and son-in-law's house. I never shared this intimate space with him until about a month ago. He was getting ready to come here. And I'm telling you, I was almost about to break up with him just because I was so afraid to have him in my space because my space had become a space for one, and it was clear it had been cleansed of all energy, anything negative, anybody taking anything from me, my space had been cleansed of it. And I didn't know how I would feel about him being in my space. That's how protective I had become over myself. That's how people don't have access to me because I'm not open to anybody's bullshit. Even if I misread it, even I'm, I'd rather not, I'd rather take a loss on it than to subject myself to somebody's crap. So he came down about a month ago and then he came back for Thanksgiving and we stayed here. He, it was our first Thanksgiving together. And I'm going to tell you, we had a good time. I had a good time with him. I'm happy that I'm in a, not even about him. I'm happy that I'm in a space that I can feel love again. Like, that's a big deal for me because I thought I'd never love again. I thought I'd never have the desire to be with somebody again.
because I had so much yuckiness that I was ridding myself of. But I'm happy to be in a space that I can love somebody. I'm happy to be in a space to be happy and still have my peace. So he was here for Thanksgiving. Jasmine and her husband prepared Thanksgiving dinner. Arielle and I baked the cake and made deviled eggs. Joya and her boyfriend John came. So I got to spend the dinner with my spend the day with my girls and their guys and faceless love and my grandbaby and we had a great time so friday morning um i asked him we woke up and i asked him i said so what are you thankful for this thanksgiving holiday like what makes you what what are you thankful for and he looked at me and said i am so happy that i finally found peace and I was like, you found peace? And he said, I'm so happy. And, and it made me realize, not that it had anything to do with me, but it made me realize that the older we get, we realize that so much of that bullshit noise is so loud. And we just want to be in a space to breathe and relax and enjoy it without the struggles and pulls and anxiety of people and those things around us. So I just wanted to share that. I'm going to wrap up with that. But I think it's so important that we understand the more noise we hear, the less likely we are to move forward along our path, the less likely we are to be free and we'll continue to be held hostage by all those things around us. And if you work and you pay bills and you're providing a space in which to exist and you're unhappy in a space that you're providing, you're creating your own hell. You live there. You're creating your own hell in which to exist. And you've got to figure out how not to do that. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Don't forget, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and my website, JoycelynWells.com. Go there. It's tons of stuff on there, and my new book will be out soon. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Remember, when Joy's exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Happy holidays. I missed you guys so much. Good night.